Oh, wow. You may be seated. You may be seated. We're going to expedite the process here. But let you may be seated. We're just That moment brought to you by <laughs> divine interruption. We began in October our series, Birthing Miracles. We have been talking about just supernatural moments in Scripture where miracles took place as it pertains to the birth of deliverable people that were asking and those that were not, and we'll get to that in a moment. Last week, we began the story of the prophet Elijah. He was the leading prophet after Elijah, the spiritual son, the recipient of the mantle. This prophet looked at a woman. Here's a story. Let me give it to you real quick. Here it is. We're going to pivot from Netflix. This will be Amazon series. Maybe Paramount Plus. Here we go. Here's what we're looking at. This woman, her husband, she's rich. She's a rich woman. The prophet, the number one prophet in Israel is passing by. Every time he would pass by, she would make him dinner. It came to the, moment, to the point where the woman looks and says, this is definitely a holy man of God. He's been here enough. We've seen him. We've heard from him. His testimony, he's not the fake He's the real, he's authentic, he's transparent. We like him. He's the real deal. So let's, let's, he's coming here so often. The Bible says he came there con continuously. So he said, she said, she looks at her husband and says, forget about him coming by for dinner. Let's make him a room. So they went in the upper area, the rooftop, and they created a brand new room, a brand new room, an upper room. She created that room for this prophet to come and rest when he was traveling through Shunem, the town. In that room, she put a chair and, and a table and a lampstand. You already know this well. A bed to rest. And he passed by. The prophet looks at this woman who made a room for him. And the, the prophet looks at his servant and says, man, they are unbelievably generous. Let's find out what they want. Matter of fact, I have connections with the king. I'm the leading prophet of Israel. Why don't you ask whether or not they need some help with the king. You need some help, any letter recommendation, anything you... She went, nah, we're good there. I'm good friends with the commander of the army. Maybe they need some more protection, some more security. Yeah, I'll, I'll, give you my, I'll give my good word. She actually responded and said, well, we're good. I'm already connected. We're rich. I have all the connections in the world. I don't need help having access to the king, and I don't need help with more security and the commander of the military. I'm good. So the prophet is going like, but look what she, she built this for me. I mean, she built this, she made room for me. What does she need? What does she want? The servant comes along and says, prophet Elijah, I'm gonna tell you what's up. She's young. Her husband is old. They can't have kids. The prophet looks at her And then says, let me read it for you to make sure I'm not making this stuff up. At this, she, call her over. She comes over. Stands at the precipice of an open door. Looking into the room that she built for the prophetic. For the anointing. For the holy. She stands at the precipice. The prophet looks at her and says, you, by this time next year, you will be carrying a son. She turns around and says, read it. She says, I'm going to use Sacramento context language. 
don't play with me. I'm not making it up. She actually said, don't give me false hopes. She said, don't play with me. Don't play with me. She looked at him and go, don't, don't play with me. He ignored her response. Then the Bible says, hmm. The woman conceived, verse 17. She bore a son about that same time the following spring, as Elisha had said to her. The title of the message today is, by this time next year. I need you to look at the person you like the most next to you, only the one you like the most, and tell them, by this time next year, you will carry in your hands what you've been hoping for, what you've been praying for, what you've been fighting for, what you've been through hell for. Look at your other neighbor, the one that you don't, you, you, the one you barely tolerate. Look at that neighbor. And tell that neighbor, by this time next year, I believe you and me, in our families, we will be occupying not some of the promises, but all of God's promises. In the matter of fact, take a look at me now. By this time next year, you won't recognize me. By this time next year, you're about to see me go from one level to the next level, 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 to the next level. My family, my home, my marriage, my relationships, my calling. God has the power to turn it around in your favor. God has the power to produce out of your life what you've never seen before. God has the power to give you and provide for you even exceedingly abundantly above all anything and everything you could ever imagine or ask for. You gotta believe with me that by this time next year, you will see physically what you've been asking for and praying for. You believe that with me? I don't know if you know what that means. If your number one petition is to see your entire family saved. You need to look at your neighbor and tell him, I love you, but that seat will be occupied by someone else next year because by this time next year, my entire family will be worshiping Jesus with me. By this time next year, I got some family members, I have some friends that need to be set free by the power of God and they're gonna be with me worshiping the name of Jesus, occupying the purposes of God. We're going to expedite this, but number one, you're taking notes. Get ready for your miracle by making room. Let us make a small room on the roof, verse 10, with walls and put there a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. So whenever he comes, he can go in there. In your mind, in your heart, this is last week, in your daily habits, you must make room. You must make room for the miracle. She began by making room. She didn't get the miracle and then made room, post facto. She made room first, and then the miracle came. You make room, you make room for the baby that's coming. You make room for the fulfillment of that promise. And you do it with your mouth. The words that come out of your mouth must be words that make room for what's coming. Don't curse the miracle. Don't curse the miracle. Don't damn the miracle. Don't put a label on the miracle out of alignment with what God has already ordained. Call it by name. Call that miracle blessed. Call it anointed. Call it favored. I dare you to call that miracle unstoppable. Make room. Make room. In the Bible, there are, there are different examples of supernatural deliveries, births that were, took place 
For example, when Abraham had to make room for Isaac, he made room by letting Hagar go. Hagar represented his past. It was a mistake. Hannah, a woman named Hannah, made room for Samuel by praying differently. She prayed out of the box. She prayed in such a way that even the pastor accused her of being drunk. She prayed in such a crazy way that the pastor looked at her and said, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> dilly, dilly. And she went, I'm not drunk. I'm just praying differently. Sometimes you got to break out of your religious box. You, sometimes you get so desperate for God, you don't give a holy hoot if the person next to you thinks you're a freak. All you, you start praising Jesus and praying like other And I know other people may look at you, but sometimes you get so desperate for God to show up. You pray differently. You praise differently. You worship differently. Hannah did it differently. And then Mary, the mother of Jesus, she made room by not freaking out. Angel comes up to a virgin teenager and says, you, ha tag your it. And you're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. And she could have gone, ah! But she didn't. She trusted God. Here it is. Make room. Make room by letting go of your past. Make room by praying and believing that your prayers will be answered. Make room by not freaking out. Somebody shout, trust God. Somebody asked me on the way out last week, Pastor Sam, this message really marked me. Help me out. How do I make room again? I say a 54 verse 2. It says make room. Here it is. Every time you pray, you make room. Every time you read God's word and do God's word, you make room. Every time you worship and praise, you make room. Every time you forgive those that offended you, you make room. Every time you forgive yourself, you make room. Every time you confess your sins and know that he has already forgiven you, you make room. Somebody shout, make room. Number two, get ready to see the people around you transform. Huh? When the miracle is exceptional, God will initiate the process in the people around you first. All right, I'm going to break this down. He said, when is this to be done for her? And the servant said, she has no son and her husband is old. The Bible says the Shunammite woman was younger than the, than the husband. Her womb worked fine. She wasn't the problem. Her husband was the problem. Let me explain that. He, he was old. He was no longer able to reproduce. Let me be very explicit here, but within the confines of our Christian ethical worldview. Her womb worked. Her husband did not. There are certain miracles that require collaboration. You'll get this by tomorrow morning. There are certain miracles that require collaboration. Matter of fact, let me put this in the right context. There are certain miracles that are so big that it requires God to put a word in you while he does a miracle in the people around you. No, you missed it. God gave her a word. You're going to have a son. The Bible doesn't say that an angel came in and impregnated her. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. That's just exclusively for Mary. Who got her pregnant? Her husband. Which meant what? 
God gave her a word, but he did a miracle in whom? Yeah. God gave her a word, but he did a miracle in When your miracle is so big, when your miracle is so big, when your miracle has a multi-generational outcome, God will not just give you a word. He will do a miracle in the closest people around you. I don't know if you got this right now. I need you to start texting the closest people around you because God's about to do a miracle in them. I don't know if you understand what this means. I have something for you. First of all, this woman never, ever, 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 one time, did she ever pray for a son? Did she ever say, when the prophet said, what do you need? Did she ever say, I've been praying for a son? Is there any evidence of that? No. no. Wait a minute. She never prayed for a son. Wait, stop. God, the Lord, through the prophet, gave her a word. I'm going to give you something that you thought was so impossible you've never even prayed for. You missed that. I'm, I'm just not going to give you. I'm not here to tell you what you've been praying for. He even asked, come on, what do you need? What do you want? What do you need? What do you want? Do you want help with the king? Nope. You want to help with the military? Nope. Do you, what, what do you want? What do you need? I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. He said, what does she really need to serve? The servant says, listen, what she really needs, what she really wants, she's not saying it, it's a son. It's a son because she hasn't been able to produce it because her husband is too old. I'm here to tell you to get ready. Because not only does God answer your prayers, when you make room for the glory of God, when you make room for the anointing, when you make room for what's holy, when you make room for what's right, not only will God answer your prayers, God will provide and give you stuff you haven't even asked for. I don't know you're getting this right now. Is there anybody here ready to get not just your prayers answered? How many are ready to see the impossible become a reality? How many are ready to see in your families, in your homes, in your marriages, the fulfillment of that which you haven't even asked for? Did her husband, did her husband ever ask to get fixed? I got to be so nuanced here. He wasn't working. She was. All of a sudden, the guy who couldn't make kids made a kid. No, you missed it. He never asked for it. The only way, the only reason he ended up making a kid is because God gave her a word. You're about to see family members show up in church, not because they want to, but because God gave you a word and the Holy Spirit invaded their lives. I'm, is anybody ready to see your families transformed? Is anybody here ready to see the closest people around you? Even as we speak, if you believe God has given you a word, raise one hand. If God gave you a word, God will do a miracle in the closest people around you. I'm going to say that one more time. If God gave you a word, are you ready to see a miracle in the closest people around you? If you believe that can happen before this year is over, open up your mouth and shout out to God in the best praise. If you truly believe it, raise one hand. I don't know if you're getting this, but you are. If you're, what, what God has in store for you is so great. 1 Corinthians 2.9 that it will require him doing a miracle in the closest people around you. 
Why? Because what's coming your way is so great. God needs, you will need the closest people around you to help you take care of it. What's coming your way is so great. The closest people around you will help you disciple it. In other words, God says, what I'm going to give you is not just anything. I'm going to give you a multi-generational, literally a child who will have a child. I'm going to give you a breakthrough that will impact generations. So I, I not only need to help you out, I need to help out the people around you. I love this. The man ended up producing. He never even asked for it. You're about to see the Holy Spirit invade the people you love. You're about to see some incredible outcomes. Matter of fact, you should be texting them. And the, the closest people on your list, you know your favorite list on your iPhone? If I were you, i start texting going, I can't give you any more details, just one, two words, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. God gave me a word. And when he gives me a word, that means there's a miracle coming your way. <laughs> there is a miracle coming your way. There is a miracle coming your way. When what's coming your way is so great, the closest people around you will will help you take care of it. So God will give you a word and he will do a miracle in the closest people around you. Ha, ha, ha. What's coming your way, just like the Shunammite woman, will not just impact you, it will impact the generations that follow you. When the blessing, when the miracle, when the breakthrough carries a multi-generational anointing, it will require not just God giving you a word and doing something in you, but in addition, God supernaturally doing something amazing in the lives of the people around you. Oh, God's about to show up in their lives. Raise your right hand. The closest people around you will no longer be lost. They will be found. The closest people around you that were underway to hell will end up going to heaven. The closest people around you that were broken are about to be healed. How many believe that? The closest people around you that were bound are about to be set free. The closest people around you that were barren are about to produce like never before. The man never asked for a miracle. He never asked for his physical limitation to be addressed. God did it because he gave the woman a word. There are family members that you've been praying for that, that will come to Jesus, that will come to church, that will come to faith, not because they initiated, but because you prayed for it, because you believed in it, because God gave you a word. Repeat after me. I have a word. God gave me a word. God gave me a promise. And by faith, I believe that God is about to show up in the lives of the people closest to me as a sign that my miracle is on the way. If you believe that, now give him the best shout of praise you've given him all day. Joshua 24, 15, but as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Acts 16, 31, believe in the Lord Jesus and you and your entire family will be saved. Get ready for the open door. Get ready for the open door. Here, number three, get ready for the open door. So he calls her. He calls her. He calls her. He calls her. She ends up right here. Y'all got to see this. At the precipice, the Bible says the entry door. The door. At the entrance of the door. The door was open. And she was right here. Right here. Well, one more time. I have a question for you. Who made the room? Who paid for it? And now she finds herself at the entrance of what? Who, who made the room? Who paid for it? And now she finds herself at the entrance of what kind of door? An open 
door. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you make room for God's glory, there will always be an open door waiting for you and your family. If you make room for the glory of God, there will be an open door waiting for you. I'm going to repeat that one more time. If you make room for the glory of God, for the glory of Jesus, if you make room for Jesus to do his will in your life, to do the will, to fulfill the will, to do, to finish what he started, Philippians 1.6, you make room for God in your life, there will be an open door for you. And I got something to tell you about the open door. I'll give it to you through scripture. When God opens a door, first of all, when God opens a door, when God opens a door, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be. And then let me tell you about that door. He who is holy, he who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one opens. I know your deeds, he says. Behold, I have put before you an open door, which no one can shut. You, you may have little power, but you've kept my word and have not denied my name. What does that mean? When God opens a door for you, when God opens a door for you, there's not a demon in hell, a devil on earth, there's not a storm, a problem, a circumstance, a sickness, an idea, an ideology, a social construct. There's not haters. I don't care how many haters may come against you. All the haters together cannot shut what God has opened in your favor. I'm going to ask you a question. If you believe that God opens doors, raise one hand. If you believe that in the past two years, he's been making room in your life. And you have been obedient, sometimes reluctantly obedient, in permitting God to remove ideas and even getting you away from certain atmospheres. If you've been through that, raise both hands. If on occasion has been uncomfortable, raise both hands and a foot. If you know through the word of God that because you made room, there's an open door for you, lift up your hands really high. I'm here to tell every family here, everyone who receives it, there's an open door right now with your name on it. I need you to get ready because when God opens it, nothing can shut it. I'm going to say that one more time. God is opening doors in your favor. Somebody should be getting this right about now. I said God is opening doors in your favor. You should praise like your door is wide open and shout like your door is wide open and rejoice like your door is wide open and rejoice. Somebody celebrate like your door is wide open. The Bible says when he opened doors, who can shut it? No one? Can you shut your own door? You can't, because when God says no one, he includes you. Oh, you missed that. You know who's responsible for shutting more doors, for attempting to shut them? It's not the devil. It's you through your unbelief. Somehow you believe you're not worthy of going through that door. Somehow you believe you don't have the skills, the acumen, the fortitude, the connections, that you don't have the hack, you don't have the health. God says it's not about you. It's about my glory inside of you. So go. I believe there's at least 12 people here that are about to go through the biggest open doors. Of there is somebody here about to go through the biggest doors of their lives. Are you waiting? And by the way, because you can, if this is for you, raise your hands. 
I'm done, I'm done. Open doors, doors are opening. Oh, and, and those, there are some of you that have been running away from the open door. Because you're traumatized by the past. You think that what happened before will happen again. That you went through a door before, but there was pain. So this scares you. So some of you have done this. Some of you have said, you've gotten this close. And you've gone, deuces, I'm out. And then you ran away. What you don't understand is that when God opens a door, not even you can shut it. No, no, what you don't understand is this. It means this. You may run away from the door, but if you go this way, guess what you will find here? An open door. If you go this way, guess what you'll find? Because when God says, what I have opened, no one will ever close. Somebody prays like you know that goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your if you're ready for your open door, raise your hands. We're done. If you're truly, if you know that if you make room for the glory, God will open a door for you that will never be shut. Raise both hands high. If you understand that when you make room for the glory, God will not just answer your prayers. He will give you what you believed was impossible. Even stuff you haven't asked for. She never asked. God gave it to her anyway. She thought it was beyond the bounds of probability. He is the God of the impossible. All God says is make room for me. Make room for me. Stand, you're standing. Stand with me. You're not standing. Look, look up here. Look up here. She, get ready for your miracle by making room. Get ready for your miracle by watching those around you transformed supernaturally by Jesus because they will help you disciple your miracle. They will help you manage and carry the miracle. When God is doing something in the people around you, it means that he's fulfilling the word he gave you. You're about to see the people closest to you transformed by the power of God. And they're going to go, why is God speaking to me in dreams? I've never asked for it. I don't even believe. I'm an agnostic. I'm an atheist. I have a different religious faith narrative. Why is your God invading my dreams? Why is he waking me up at 3 o'clock in the morning? What in the world is happening? And all you got to do is send a smiley face emoji with the prayer hands and just go like... Because when God gives you a word... And it's so big, he will, do in the he will do a miracle in the closest people in your life. And then right here, this right here. Where does she stand? One more time. In the doorway. Can anyone answer real quick, final point, right there as you stand? Why didn't she step in? Who said that? You married? That's it. What, she all didn't hear her, huh? You didn't hear the amen corner? Did, any, did, did anybody not hear Mrs. Introverted? What did, she, what did you say? I said because she's married. Because she's married. Right. No, no, no. Did, 
he's right. The reason she didn't step in is because there are some cultural, ethical, mores, boundaries. A married woman cannot be in the same bedroom room with a man who is not her husband. She knew right from wrong. I'm preaching to myself. I'm trying to share something with you right now. We live in a world with no rails. We live in a world of moral relativism. We live in a world where no rules. You create your rules as you go along. We, and and uh, there is no truth. There are no boundaries. There are boundaries. I said there are boundaries. There are things that are sacred. Are you with me right now? You need to, you need to set boundaries in your life. When you're in the room, you need to set boundaries and say, there are, uh-uh, there are things that cannot come into my room. There are things that cannot come into my life, my mind, my soul, my spirit. Set boundaries. Not everyone should have access to your dreams. Not everyone should have access to your prayers. Not everyone should have access to your wounds or your trauma. Things should be sacred that only God can occupy. Are you with me right now? What does that mean? It means when you make room, and you know the difference between right and wrong and only the Holy Spirit through his word and through his working in you will enable you to understand, to discern between what is right and wrong. The flesh and the spirit. When you know what is right and what is wrong and you create boundaries and do not permit people to violate those boundaries, then your miracle will be born. Let's do it again. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. In Jesus' name, I declare by faith, God is opening doors in my favor. These doors will enable me and my family to occupy all of God's promises, to give God all of the glory, prompting more people to come to Jesus as Lord and Savior through my testimony than ever before in my life. We are about to shine for Jesus like never before. In Jesus' name, take out your phones. Let me have my phone, please. Jason, can you find my phone? Take out your phones. iPhones, in this church, we don't discriminate all the Androids, Galaxy, Samsung. We are multi-phone. All those androids. We love androids. We love them. Reluctantly, we love them. Here it is. Here's my phone. Here's what I'm going to do. He looks at her and says, by this time next year, you're going to carry what you believe was impossible what you didn't even ask for because you thought it was too beyond the bounds. And she did. I want you to see yourself 12 months from now. Where will you be? And I don't mean physically. I mean spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, health-wise, relationship-wise. More importantly, with your walk in Christ, your faith, where will you be mentally, mental health-wise? Where will you be as it pertains to every aspect of your health? relational, physical health. Where will you be financially? Where will you be? In your faith walk, where will you be? In your career, in your calling, where will you be? 12 months from now, here it is. Take out your phone. Activate your camera. Go to video. Make sure you're aiming towards yourself. Don't be 
Don't be going like that person next to me, I declare. Put it yourself. Here's what we're going to do. You see that number there? We just activated that number today for this purpose. This is not the church admin number. This is a special number that we're going to, I'm going to upload my video. I'm going to do a 30-second video here in a second. I'm going to upload it. I'm going to send it via text to that number. Only two people via the conduit of the cloud will have access to these videos. No one else. You have my word on a stack of Bibles. No one else will have access to it. Pastor Carla and Pastor Elizabeth, our elders, every day for 364 days, because the, the, the last day will be the fulfillment of the year, they're going to pray for the fulfillment of what you will declare right now. All they're going to do every single day for an entire year is say, God, make that video request a reality. Lord, make it a reality. They're going to come against every work of the enemy against you even self-inflicted works, and they're going to pray for a hedge of protection for that door in Jesus' name, for you to understand what that door means. It's going to be your breakthrough moment. By this time next year, you need to see you occupying all of God's promises, all of your family. Say, you living a holy, healed, healthy, happy, humble, hungry, honoring life. Yeah. By this time next year, you will look a lot more like Jesus. By this time next year, you will be healed of your wounds. You believe that with me? By this time next year, your health will be shining, physical, mental, emotional, relational health. That's all biblically substantiated. 1 Peter 1.16, 1 Peter 2.24, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. And by this time next year, you will be happier and joyful like never before. Pastor Sam, happiness is not a Christian thing. Joy is not, oh, it isn't. John 15.11. John 15.11. What does he want? For us to have the kind of joy the kind of joy that inundates our lives now on this side of eternity, not just next. So all of this and hunger for righteousness. So take out your phones. If this message is for you, if you believe that the God that we serve is the God of the impossible, if you believe that by this time next year, everything could be better for him, through him, in him, then take out that phone. When I say now, in Jesus' name, record a 30-second video. And once you're done, say in Jesus' name, and send it via text to that number on the screen. Ready? One, two, three, in Jesus' name, go. Record the video. Go ahead. Heavenly Father, I declare right now and I pray that by this time next year, new season will have an additional, one more additional campus minimum. I pray that Los Angeles and Sacramento will continue to explode with a Christ-centered, Bible-based, spirit-empowered, multi-ethnic, multi-generational church committed to righteousness and justice, truth, and love. I pray that every single family here be transformed by the power of God. That every person here will have their family saved. That my entire family, immediate and extended, will be completely saved. I declare this word perfect shalom health. Physical, mental, emotional, financial, relational, in the name of Jesus. By this time next year, it will be done. I will embrace that miracle fulfilled in my hands. Once you upload it, I want you to find the biggest praise you've given God the entire year and give him the worship, the best praise expression, and seal it with praise. Once you upload it, ready? Matter of fact, before you do it, can you just tell your neighbor, can you come in agreement with what I just did? Tell your neighbor, come in agreement with what I just did. Come in agreement with what I just did. Here comes the breakthrough. Ready? Ready? There it goes. If you send it up, give God your biggest praise right now and believe God that your miracle will come to pass. Somebody shout by this time next year. Go. By this time next year. By this time next year. 
by this time next year, 